this uh, month. So, just to bring that to your attention, the the uh, you know, when things are coming to an end, sometimes we have to kind of renew our, reaffirm our determination uh, to keep practicing. It's easy to kind of. Uh, to fade out with the fading out. You're finding a level of, say, uh, you know, good practice allows us to uh, develop mindfulness as a, as a, something that we use all the time, not just uh, in a retreat situation, not under special conditions. A lot of misunderstanding comes through through special conditions where we associate practice with very special kind of conditions, retreats and techniques and so forth that we, and then we associate meditation as and mindfulness with that, and then we we find it difficult to uh, to say meditate or to develop mindfulness in ordinary life because already we're assuming that real practice is say in the you know sitting uh, on a zafu or doing formal practice retreat situation. This is where knowing yourself is so important, to know the, how we grasp ideas or grasp the things around us, to grasp the conventions. Like with Buddhism, to grasp the conventions of Buddhism is like, you know, you're becoming a Buddhist. You're, you're attached to views or opinions about Buddhism or uh, about practice, about or about your own views, and maybe you think, I'm not really a Buddhist, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, in the, attached to the view that you don't, don't have to be a Buddhist. Whatever view you might have, to know a, a view as a view. I'm not saying you should have a particular viewpoint on it, but to, but the, the practice is this awareness around the way things are, they're like a, a viewpoint and take a position is a position that we take, and and, and uh, we're grasping it. Unless we, you know, we, if we grasp this view, then we, then we, we, if we're not aware of the graspingness, then we, we become somebody who has strong views, strong opinions, or has you know sees things in very fixed ways. And what I think and what I believe in and what I how I interpret things. So in that in you know, like in the the old quarrels between uh, Theravada Mahayana and all that about I mean these these are viewpoints, aren't they? They people project onto the Dhamma, uh, things like Theravada, Mahayana, 
But this is the, the Buddha Dhamma is the the Dhamma is what we practice. We don't practice Theravada or Mahayana or anything like that. Those are those are those are all right. Nothing wrong with them. But attachment to the view is uh, is the problem. Attachment to any view is is a problem if it's done if you don't know what you're doing. This is very to to recognize the the mind that is aware that's free, and then the mind that's attached. And one can. In, if if you have strong views and opinions and you're getting very uh, upset and and very threatened or very uh, angry about some other buddy's views and that then that shows you're attached to a view. Well, and the dukkha is the is the first noble truth. They understand this dukkha. There's attachment. To, to desire, to some, to uh, dangha, dangha upadana. Yesterday, somebody was telling, not somebody here today, but somebody had, uh, an old friend of mine was telling me that all these images should be thrown into the rubbish bin, and. Uh, very much against imagery, and uh, and he felt God told him to come to me and inform me, get rid of all these images. So God has a strange way of of uh, having opinions. <laughs> I, uh, the, then to to reiterate the the practice of mindfulness that that which is attentive, aware, right now, that in all of us where we we're just listening, there's an attention awakened attention. These, these, uh, these remind us of just the, the simple ability in, in the present to be awake and aware and listening, attentive, alert. And then in that alertness you can be aware of, of what you're thinking or your own viewpoints and you know if I'm, if I'm if, when I establish mindfulness then I'm aware if I'm if I'm, if I have some kind of thing going on inside me, I can I can contemplate. I feel maybe tension or churning in my guts, or I feel the sense of disease or anxiety about something. I can be aware of that. With this, I'm attentive to it as an object. If I'm not, if I'm not mindful, then I then I easily just become kind of caught up or or. I, st I can get very busy doing things to avoid, you know, this kind of unpleasant feeling of uh, uh, being anxious or worried about something that I just can, you know, keep distract myself and run around doing things to to, and then it, but it catches up with you. 
like I noticed like in doing the physical exercises, uh, if I don't resolve things in the day, then when I do my physical exercises, while I'm doing this exercise, all these things come up in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my rowing, my rowing machine, and my mind you know, suddenly I'm kind of obsessed with some kind of worry. <laughs> and then I, oh, I want to just be with the rowing. I said, just be with me. And you're trying to get rid of, rid of this, uh, this unpleasant feeling. You're kind of struggling in your mind with trying to find a way to get rid of it. And then you can turn away, like you, you turn, using the sound of silence, you can listen, pay attention to the, the, the sound of silence. And then I notice with, with that, then this, this, if I'm doing it not out of desire to get rid of anything, not out of whippawadana, but just because it's, it's what one is doing, it's just paying attention. Then, uh, then of course, you, uh, you, it, it, you go into calm, and that kind of restless, uh, unpleasant, anxious feeling uh, subsides, goes away. And there's a, there's a kind of clarity and the peacefulness of the mind. That, and then contemplating that in terms of a self, is that, you know, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a space that you can examine uh, self in. Because, because it, there is a, you know, when there's just a tension, there's no self. When there's pure tension, there's, there's not a self. I can't find a self when there's a tension. The self arises, the sense of myself as a person arises uh, out of, uh, when I'm not paying attention to things. When I just fall back into the habits of, you know, just my old habits, then I <clears throat> easily start operating from uh, the, the feelings about myself. Now it's a way to kind of examine uh, and contemplate this. So you, you, you're actually recognizing uh, what self is. You know, otherwise we tend to come from ideas that, that we've got to let go of self or the ideas about not self, when we don't really, it, we're, not, we're not aware, we may not realize non-self or anatta. So that we, we might have, hold a view about anatta, but that, that's not anatta. And then purity, and, and in that state where there's non-self, there's, that's very pure. Because it's the heedlessness and the self, the self-view that, that is like, it, you feel impure. If I'm, you know, when I'm full of myself and my views and, and, and uh, my feelings and that, then there's this sense, of, there's just such a, a kind of unpleasantness about life for me. It's just, you feel always kind of weighed down, or, or it's uh, restless, or discontented with it. 
or worried even when it's very nice that it's going to not stay this way so so that the the self is like a stain in consciousness it's like it Glopa dosa moha, greed, hatred, delusion, and the self, all these things are like, when we attach to those things, it's like we're, we're stained, we're, we're soiled, we're corrupted. And then we operate from this sense of corruption and, 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 and ignorance, and then life is always a, gets very difficult for us <coughs> after that. Very unpleasant for us. So then to, to, to recognize the purity is, is something always present. And it's like realizing the non-grasping, non-self. And, then, and that purity is never stained or soiled. You, you forget it and you go back to becoming somebody and get lost, caught up into the old habits, but you can always once you realize that, you can always stop doing it. Stop, uh, stop just fumbling around with the uh, with the conditions of your self. And if you don't know that, then you have no. We have no refuge. You don't know what to do. You're just always kind of going around in circles about yourself. It's just you know, one you, you get obsessed with yourself, and you just. Always keep, keep, you just start, you find yourself thinking the same old thoughts over and over again. And you, while you, 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 you the imagination to, to create new selves is kind of, doesn't work anymore. So you start with the old, old models and they get really boring. And so to be with myself as a person is boring. It is utterly boring <coughs> to be me. As a person. And so you, you, you know, you always want, when you're bored, then you want, it's more interesting to read novels or find, you know, read interesting things uh, to distract yourself. Because your 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 own your own uh, self is so utterly boring, that to have a bit of spice, excitement, romance. <laughs> but then contemplating the purity uh, through awareness, the holiness. What is holiness? Purity, blessedness, and then in your and it's not personal, is it? Because the personal, <coughs> the, the self view isn't. As soon as you attach to it, it it's it's no longer stained again. As soon as you you feel stained again by thinking of yourself as some kind of pure person, but it that, that there's no need to do that to identify with purity, but to realize. I used to contemplate this, how I just couldn't, as a personality, I could never feel pure enough. My mind, the way my think and the views I have about myself, I, were always so critical that no matter how good I am, or 
what I, how much I practice. As a person, I never feel very pure as a person. And so I contemplated that. Is, is, is there, is, can, a, can a person ever be pure? No, of course not, obviously. That's not where purity is. It's not personal. It's not, not conditioned by things like... I mean, no, even when you're doing very good things, and you still don't, I still don't feel pure as a person. Always feel the mind always thinks there's something slightly off still, or something that's doubt. As a person, there's an endless doubt in the mind about purity and so forth. So, so then you realize that that's not the place to find it. It's like, like I was saying this morning, expecting a, a brick to be a diamond. It just can never be that way. A brick is just that way. Self is just that way. It's never, never going to shine. It's never going to, you're never going, it's never going to uh, radiate light. It's never going to uh, be anything but that. It's just, a, it's just what it is. Like a brick is a brick. You try to, to, you, to expect it to be something, to be a diamond is, is utter foolishness. So then the self, the self is just, is, is like that. It's just, it's what it is and it's not, you can't expect anything from it. And it's uh, that the, the the memories, the the assumptions, the views of self are. If we don't see through it, then we're then we're always operating from from a kind of sense of of, of ourselves having doing something, being something. But as you use the awakened, attentive awareness, then the listening attention in the present then uh, and the, the self is seen a brick is seen as a brick self is a seen as self is just things are what they are and you're not asking the self to be enlightened or a self to be pure or a self to be anything it is this sometimes it's a nice self sometimes it's not nice self self it can be all can vary from being very nice to very horrible at least myself, I can, the self that I, that I witness to in my mind, sometimes very nice, sometimes boring and silly, sometimes downright stupid. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just, uh, so self can, it has, has this incredible kind of range of of uh, qualities, but that which sees the self is not the self. That which is aware is not self. That is, that is light. That is there. There is th that. That is where there is purity. And so that's our refuge in in Buddha. Awareness. Apamado Amatapadang Mindfulness, path to the deathless. But then to contemplate purity, 
because then it, you're, you're using these words, uh, this is the holy life, this is the, 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 the pure, the, that which is ultimately pure and deathless, holy. All these words suddenly take on great meaning because we're realizing them, as we're, we're, we're knowing that. We're not, they're not just abstractions or ideas in the mind anymore. We're actually realizing purity and holiness. And you, you realize it's with you all the time. It's, it surrounds you. It permeates everything. You need to feel like it permeates everything, every cell of your body. And the only sense of impurity comes is when you forget that and you get up, caught up into the old habits. And then, you, then you feel, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. Or we start grumbling or complaining or feeling sorry for ourselves or whatnot, or hating other people, blaming other. <laughs> and we, that, that doesn't mean that the, the purity is, isn't there. It means we, we, we're attaching to the unsatisfactory of each in the attachment to desire. And then, with this practice, of course, you can, you can always, you know, we, we, we receive, our, we are the owners of our karma, heir to our karma, born of our karma, related to our karma, by, supported by our karma, so forth. So, we get our resultant karma, still. So, so then things happen and, and you, but you're in the awareness, what happens to you is then is, is felt, seen, accepted for what it is, but it's not, but you're not creating it into a self, you're not interpreting, you're not, you're not grasping it and, and, uh, and resisting, following or whatever you do with it. You're, you're aware of it, you're feeling it, but you're, you see it for what it is. And therefore you're, 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 you don't make karma with it, just by that <coughs> that awareness and seeing it for what it is, you're not you're not connecting to that karma again, the resultant karma of the past as you're experiencing it in the present. It's, you're aware of it, you're feeling it, it feels this way. So if somebody curses you, you feel it, feels this way. And you can be aware of, of, of that, of what it feels like. It still hurts still unpleasant, but you're not, you're not reacting to it with aversion. I mean, it's, this is a, the freedom, the liberation through the mind, through the heart. So the, you, you see the real, the clear, the clarity of the mind, where, where, where you can, uh, uh, where you, your resultant karma is no longer something that you need fear. Like sometimes you hear people say, oh, you know, I really dread, I know it's going to kind of get up with me sometime, you know, the things I've done in probably previous lives, I know I've lived a pretty bad life in a previous life, I'm sure. that You know, we, we like to imagine ourselves maybe, uh, we think, because we have maybe had a, have a rough time in this one, that we, it's a kind of 
the result of a previous life which was probably doing horrible things and we're, we're stuck in this one uh, and, uh, and we know that how, how many previous lives have we had with the Vipaka Kama that's going to rise up in any moment absolutely frightening when you, when you build up that one So you, you know, you, it's best not to think about it. You'd <laughs> be so terrified if you think like that. But when you realize, then uh, the, 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 the purity that's always present, the pure Dhamma, the truth, that is your refuge, then, then the Vipaka Kama you experience is, is all right. Perfectly, you can you can bear that. That's nothing. That's not. That's nothing to worry about. So, in this, contemplate these things. For you, just through this this uh, investigation, that you you can really uh, know these things for yourself. And uh, and that you know it's not what I'm saying just for to encourage you to develop mindfulness and trust in it <coughs> because when you start thinking then you you, you get caught, it all becomes so complicated what exactly is mindfulness <laughs> it you know nothing complicated the most natural experience we have. Like the Buddha is the, is the clue, the awakened one, <coughs> the wake, awake. When we're, when we're lost in our own thoughts and views, we're not awake anymore, you know. I'm thinking here, worried about something. I'm, I can just be stuck in my head and not, you know, you, whatever you're doing doesn't, isn't really, I'm not awake to it or anything. I'm not awake aware of what I'm doing. I'm just I start worrying and then I, then I'm, I'm in a kind of trance with my own, you know, lost in my own views, my own habit. And you, and you just, you know, what's happening to you, I'm not totally unaware of. You can be so, you know, the more neurotic you are, or that you just obsessed with your own views, your own self, to where you become totally insensitive. You just, you, you know, you're, not, you're not paying attention to anything. Except maybe when you have to cross the street, you, you know, let's see if a car is coming, the only time you're mindful. But sometimes you can, I mean, I've been so caught up in my own head that I've even crossed the street and nearly been hit by a car. <laughs> Walking out. And <laughs> car swerves by and you hear some foul language shouting at you. Really, really, very apparent to me. You know how the that this, like this refuge, is very, very powerful now. The sense of refuge in Buddha Dhamma Sangha, and that, 
you know, this looking at the, seeing this in, you know, it, it is a convention, yes. It's a tool. I mean, words, Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha are just words, but that's true. But I mean, it's, they're the words that, that uh, remind you because you're, you're, they're not just kind of abstractions or, or words that are just have not, no reality behind them. It's always now, isn't it? Buddha is, is now. Refuge in Buddha is now. It's not just an, a kind of sentimental, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 you realize what that really means as far as practical experience goes. What Buddha really means, as far as practical experience, your own practical experience. You're not not just some abstract idea, theory about Buddha and Dhamma and Sangha. And therefore, they, these are these are uh, words that really uh, awaken 